You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Monday, May 16th. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. Happy to have any comments, chats, thoughts, feedback. Um, I'd love if you could go to your podcast provider and rate and review the show. Ideally, a five-star rating would be appreciated to get more followers, to get more reviews would be appreciated. Light game in well, not a light day in sports. Uh, with the NBA and the NHL playoff series taking a day off, it's all about MLB. But before we get there, uh, I want to highlight a couple Twitter accounts that we have. If you've been following my show, I talk about these pretty much every day, and we're really exploding here at Sports Ethos. So I would love if you go to our website, sportsethos.com, and check out our packages there for basically. About 15 bucks a month, you can get our wager pass, which is a group that I'm part of. And you will get plays on every sport going from NBA, NHL, MLB, tennis. You know, some Australian rules football in there. Lots of good insight, but also from the fantasy side. And I think this is uh, helps in wagering as well. We've been really growing. So we've got a number of Twitter accounts. One is Ethos Fantasy BB for basketball. Ethos Fantasy, sorry, baseball, Ethos Fantasy BK for basketball, and Ethos Fantasy FB for football. Specifically right now, our basketball, you're getting daily updates, who's in, who's out, uh, quick quick updates on the game, the rosters, and we're going to start, and we're starting to do that for baseball, and we're going to do that in football throughout the summer as it uh, starts to heat up as well. So I highly recommend you follow us at Ethos Fantasy BK for basketball, BB for baseball, and FB for football. And also one of our partners, if you're into props, really check these guys out. It's a fun new app uh, at Thrive Fantasy, T-H-R-I-V. Prop up with Thrive on their mobile app or thrivefantasy.com. When you sign up, use the code ethos, E-T-H-O-S. Gives you a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit, up to $100, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Basically, pick the player props and the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and players with the most points at the end of the night share a nightly prize. Uh, and you can check out our Ethos DFS team. You can check out our my buddy Joe Orico at J at Joe Orico nine nine. That's O R R I C O nine nine on Twitter, and he has a daily podcast with us as well, which gives great insight, fantasy insight, but also you get a ton of player prop ideas there and DFS. Strategies. So you can check out our basketball DFS team. You can check out our baseball DFS team. In the fall, we're going to have football DFS. But again, go to thrivefantasy.com. Sign up. When you sign up, use the code ethos uh, for 100% deposit match bonus. And it's a great app and it's a lot of fun. If you are a member at Sports Ethos, we also have our Discord and we have a channel devoted specifically to Thrive. So if you're just into following the props, uh, it's a great it's a great way to chat with people on our ethos team. It's a great way to chat with other subscribers. And I think our Discord is 
kind of our hidden gem because you can go on anytime, day or night. And sometimes there's a few people, sometimes there's more in there chatting strategy from fantasy to wagering to props, all different sports, different channels. You can chat or you can just read the comments. It's a great idea. It's a great program and it's all part of our packages when you're a member at Ethos here. So in the NBA, the series moved to the conference finals. We get tomorrow, we have Boston at Miami. Currently, Miami's one and a half point favorite, total 204. And then in the West, it starts Wednesday. We have Dallas after that crazy upset in a series upset of Phoenix. I thought Dallas was going to win maybe one or two games. But Luka completely threw his team on his back and beat Chris Paul and the Suns in what I think was a shocking upset. Uh, they are at Golden State, and you can get Golden State minus five point favorite right now, two fourteen and a half. I'll touch a little more on these games tomorrow, um, but should be very interesting. I think conference finals. I think they'll both be two really good series. Kind of got to go with Boston and Golden State. They're the favorites in both series, um, but will be interesting. I think both go six games, and I think the Celtics Heat probably goes seven. Uh, on the NHL side, four series remain. You've got Battle of Florida, uh, which starts tomorrow. Tampa is at Tampa Lightning at the Florida Panthers with the Panthers favorite in that series. Then you've got St. Louis and Colorado with Colorado the huge favorites. Colorado's still favored to win um, the cup as far as the lines. But those those go on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, we have the Rangers after their upset of Pittsburgh. Uh, their overtime game seven win against Pittsburgh. They're, they're in Carolina to play the Hurricanes. And then you've got the Battle of Alberta. Late night on Wednesday, you've got Edmonton traveling to Calgary. Calgary won in Game 7 an overtime goal as well. So uh, last night was the second night in the history of the NHL where two Game 7 series went to overtime. It happened 25 years ago, I think, this past May sometime. Uh, but last night, we saw the Rangers win an OT in Game 7 and the Flames win an OT in Game 7. So I think this is going to be a great series. The Battle of Florida, Tampa versus Florida is going to be fantastic. I think Colorado beat St. Louis, but St. Louis is playing well. So there will be some good games there. The Rangers in Carolina, I think this is probably the easiest one to call. Uh, I think the Hurricanes win in probably five or six. And then Edmonton, Calgary. I mean, Calgary should win, but they've been um, – haven't been playing great. I mean, they got by Dallas, which is a tough team. And Edmonton just seems to be, you know, the upstart Oilers. They've got Connor McDavid and, unfortunately, on dry saddle is beat up. And But when those two guys are clicking, they can score with anybody. The question is, can they – keep pucks out of their net. I don't think they can. I got to lean Calgary here, but I think they're going to be some fun games. And if you're a hockey fan, this rivalry goes way back. These two teams are about a two hour drive apart in the province of Alberta and huge, huge fan base rivalry. So this will be some must see hockey. If you ask me. So uh, those series, uh, basketball and the NHL don't get going obviously until tomorrow. So I'll touch those on those more tomorrow, but in major league baseball, we've got 12 games on the docket. And we'll get to that in a second. All right, let's start with first game of the night in baseball, 640 on the East Coast. You have Detroit in Tampa Bay. Detroit throws their young uh, righty Alex Fado against the old righty from Tampa Bay, Corey Kluber. You can get the Tigers at plus 170 in the money line. You can get the home raise and Kluber at minus 200. Total here is 7.5. I'm not on this game. Uh, I don't have a lot of faith in uh, Fado, the pitcher for the Tigers, being able to hold Tampa in check. Tampa's been playing well. Uh, their offense has been decent. Kluber, an old veteran uh, against Tampa, against Detroit, who's really been struggling. I like Tampa, but there's no way I'm laying 200 here. They're even the run line. It's only plus, plus 105. So I would look to that, but I'm not going to be on the game. 
Next game sees Washington Nationals at Miami. You have Aaron Sanchez for the righty Aaron Sanchez for the Nats versus righty Sandy Alcantara for Miami. Now, the thing now with Alcantara, he has had a good year. He always pitches better at home. Right now, the Nationals are plus 170 in the money line, and the home Marlins minus 200. Can't touch that, but I'm actually on the run line here. I think the Marlins, better starting pitcher. Um, hard to say their lineup's better. Nationals have got some offense in the middle of their lineup, obviously. Uh, when you have a middle of the lineup that is, well, Soto number two, Bell number three, Yadi, Yadiel Hernandez number four, who's been hitting really well this year uh, from a fantasy point of view. He's a good pickup if he's not already picked up in your league. Um, especially Soto and, and Hernandez are lefties going against the righty Alcantara. So they have the ability to score some runs, but after that it drops off precipitously, I think, their lineup. So I'm on the Marlins to win and win by more than a run and a half. So I'm on the Marlins at – I actually got this at plus a FanDuel early in the day, plus 118. I see about plus 110 right now. But I'm on Miami on the run line. Next game, 7-5 in the East, has the Yankees traveling to Baltimore. You have the Yankees and Luis Severino at minus 185, and Baltimore and young righty Kyle Bradish. You can get a plus 165. Total here is eight. And even on the run line, the Yankees are still – uh, a minus number at minus 110. I think the Yanks win this. I think they win easy. Severino has been look, has looked really good since he's been back from his uh, Tommy John surgery. Came back late last year. Didn't pitch great, but has looked solid this year. And Baltimore is playing better than what I expected and what people expected, hitting a little more. But I'm not going to trust righty Kyle Bradish against uh, the Bronx Bombers, who have been hitting great so far. And you can tell by the minus 185, uh, Vegas thinks that they're going to win easy as well. I would maybe look to the run line, minus 110. And the total is eight. I actually look to the under here. And I might, if I can get a better number closer to game time, I will. Right now it's about minus 120. I don't like laying that much juice. Uh, I think Severino holds him in check. I could see him, if he can get to six innings, maybe seven, I could see them... I see him in his bullpen holding the O's to one or two runs. And, you know, the Yankees score five or six. You're looking at the under. Um, I don't see the O's getting to Severino for many runs. So I would look to the under here. The total is eight. I would look to the under, but it's at minus 120. So I'm going to hold off on that for a little while. Next game, see Seattle travel to Toronto. For the M's, you have ready Chris Flexen on the mound. And the J's, you have lefty Yusei Kikuchi. For the Mariners, you can get them plus 145. You can get the home Jays at minus 165. The total here is at nine. And I'm actually on the Jays, but on the run line, minus one and a half, plus 120. Um, the lineup has not been putting up a lot of runs, but they're going to break out eventually. They've got a um, fairly healthy lineup. And the M's have struggled. They came out, they started the year well. They've been doing all right lately, not, real, not, not hitting as well. Julio Rodriguez moved up to number four in their order. He's been hitting fantastic, and he's righty against Kikuchi. So some options there. But the rest of the lineup doesn't scare anybody, I don't think, at this time. And Chris Flexen is an average starter. And I think going against the Jays lineup, sure, he's a righty, and they're going to throw uh, seven righties and only two lefties. Catcher Zach Collins and Ramiel Tapia are the only lefties that he's going to see. Uh, but I'd like the Jays to be able to put up, you know, totals nine, so they should be able to it's expected that there'll be some run score. And if that's the case, I like the Jake. Kikuchi's pitched better in his last couple starts. And I think he should be able to hold the Mariners uh, in check. So I see the Jays winning and happy to take the, the plus 120 on the run line. Next game is one I don't understand this line. Houston is at Boston. 
Uh, Jake Odorizzi, the righty, starts for the Astros, and Garrett, young Garrett Whitlock, the righty, starts for the Red Sox. And what I don't understand is you can get the Astros anywhere from plus like 105 to – I got them earlier in the day at plus 114. So I'm seeing anywhere still between plus 105 and plus 110, plus 112 out there. And the Red Sox as the favorites at minus 125. The total here is nine. I'm not a huge – Odorizzi backer, never have or haven't been the last couple of years, but his last three outings, he's pitched quite well. I think he's only gave up one run, one earned run in his last three starts. So he's pitching better. The Red Sox order is still struggling, not putting up a lot of runs. Whitlock has looked good, but I don't think he goes deep. And the Strohs have won, I think, 12 of the last 13. They've finally woken up. They've turned it on. If they can get any kind of pitching behind Odorizzi, and if he can get, if he can get through, I think, six innings and hand off to the bullpen who has been pitching well, I see them holding the being able to hold the Red Sox in check. So getting plus money, as I've said, I said this a few times earlier in the season, um, and it worked. And then the Astros went in a bit of a lull, but I've certainly found their groove lately. Getting plus money with the Astros is something I'm always going to look at. So I got them a plus 114. I would st- any, any plus money you get them, plus 105, plus 110, I would take the Strohs here. Uh, with Odorizzi. Again, looking at him to get five or six innings and then hand off to their bullpen. The flip side of that is Whitlock is probably the better starter, but he's probably only going to go four or five, and then he hands off to what has been an atrocious bullpen. So um, I think it favor the Strohs batting lineup, favor the Strohs relievers, maybe starting pitchers favor, starting pitcher favor, matchup favors the Red Sox slightly, but Odorizzi, like I said, has been pitching well lately. Next game should be a good one. The Braves are in Milwaukee. You get Reddy Ian Anderson on the hill for the Braves against Reddy Freddie Peralta for the Brew Crew. And the Braves come in at plus 140 in the money line. The home Brewers are favored at minus 160. Total here is 7.5. I'm not going to be on this game. I just, Peralta pitched really well first half last year, then got injured and came back and kind of faltered. And he's been hot and cold. This year, I think he's a good pitcher. I think he will find it at the end of the year. His numbers are going to be decent. But against the Braves lineup, I'm not really confident in laying 160 here. You know, if I had to take a side straight up, I'd probably lean the I would lean the Brewers in this pitching matchup. But Anderson has the ability to throw up a good game as well. Total is only seven and a half. So not a lot of runs expected to be scored. You can get the under from what I'm seeing under minus 105. So they're enticing you to try and take the under. Um, I'm, this game's a stay away from me. Uh, I, I like the Brewers straight up, but not a minus 160. Next game sees the Pirates at Chicago to play the Cubs. You have lefty Dylan Peters on the hill for the Pirates and veteran lefty Wade Miley on the hill for the Cubs. Now, I've heard the wind's supposed to be blowing kind of cross uh, field here, so not the typical out, not typical, not, not the advantage of blowing out that you often get at Wrigley Field, so not a huge advantage. The total is eight and a half. Uh, juiced up to the under. You can get the under at plus 100 from what I can see. The over about minus 120. So obviously enticing you to get, try and get on that under. Um, I looked at the Cubs run line plus 125. I just don't know how many runs they can put up, to be honest with you. Their offense is not all that strong. And the thing is with Peters, he has not pitched all that well. He's probably more than an opener, but I don't see him going more than three innings, maybe four innings. Uh, did the Cubs get them? I think so. So I would look to the over, but when it's juiced at minus 120, I'm not going to be on that. So may look at the over in that game, but not there now. The next game, 805 in the East, we have the LA Angels in Texas to play the Rangers. You have Noah Syndergaard, the righty for the the Angels on the hill, and John Gray, the righty for the Texas Rangers. You can get the Angels minus 140 in the money line, the home. Sorry, yeah, the Angels minus 140. You can get the home Rangers plus 120 here. The total is eight, and... 
I'm actually looking at the Angels' run line of plus 115. Syndergaard has pitched well, and John Gray has not. Uh, John, the, the knock on John Gray is one – well, not the knock. The thought was when he got out of Coors Field, he could finally pitch – uh, in a decent ballpark and pitch better. His ERA last year, I think, away from course was over five. And his ERA this year uh, is over five again. So that theory isn't really holding true that he's got gotten out of uh, Coors and he's pitching well. And when we look at these lineups, Texas is just not hitting. Marcus Simeon is hitting second in the lineup. Doesn't have a home run, barely over 200. Corey Seager, I think, is doing all right. Uh, Adoles Garcia hit a couple of home runs over the weekend, but he's still hitting in the low 200s, Cole Calhoun, Yona Heim, a catcher, Nate Lowe, Sam Huff, Brad Miller, not exactly a murderer's row. And Syndergaard's been pitching well, as has their bullpen. Their bullpen's been decent. So I like the Angels. You've got Taylor Ward hitting the cover off the ball leading off. You've got Trout and Otani behind him, Randon, Jared Walsh in the five spot, and Brandon Marsh in the six spot. Those guys have been hitting well as well. Um, so I just like the offense of the Angels more. I like the pitching way more. Syndergaard versus Gray um, is not really all that close to me. So catching a plus money, didn't want to lay 140 on the money line, so I'll take the plus money at plus 115 with the Angels. Next game, we have the White Sox in Kansas City. And Johnny Cueto is making his debut for the Chicago White Sox. I didn't even know that they'd signed him, but he was, he was doing all right in the minors when I looked into it. So righty Johnny Cueto making his White Sox debut going against righty Brad Keller for the Royals. You can get the favored White Sox on the road at minus 120. You can get the Royals at home plus 100. Total here is nine, which is a high total for Coffin Stadium in Kansas City. So they're obviously expecting some uh, runs to be scored. And this is a tough one. You can get, you know, straight up, I like Chicago. You look at them on the run line, uh, plus 130. I'm not a huge fan of Brad Keller. He's been doing all right this year. But Johnny Cueto, I, I mean, I thought this guy was done a couple years ago. So I'm not really sure where where he goes. I can't imagine he's going to go more than four innings. And he could hold the Royals lineup down because it's not a very strong lineup. But Chicago hasn't exactly been thumping the ball either. Surprise, his total is at nine. Um, you can get it about minus 105 to the over, minus 115 to the under as well. So trying to entice you to take that over. And I would lean the White Sox, but it's a stay away. I, I just think Quaid could come up and absolutely implode. And the Royals, who they haven't been hitting anybody around the park, I think they could get to Quaid. Not sure it happens. Uh, he could also go out there and throw three or four plus innings and, and hold them in check because they are a struggling lineup. But it's a stay away for me. The third last game, we have the Giants in Colorado. Now, the Giants were in St. Louis over the weekend, uh, put up a stinker last night, then had to travel to altitude in Colorado. You get, for the Giants, lefty Alex Wood, for the Rockies righty Antonio Sensatella. And this is an odd line as well. The Giants were minus, minus 150 favorites. The home Rockies are plus 130. The total here is 12. And I'm actually on the Rockies. The Rockies play better at home. The Giants are traveling to altitude. First game in uh, altitude, sorry. First game in altitude uh, tends to be a little tough. Uh, as does the first game after you leave, uh, is the theory. So I could see the Giants struggle in their first game there. Number 12, I'm, I would look to the under here. Uh, it's just minus 110 both ways. I would look to the under. But Sensatella traditionally pitches better at home. Now, better is a relative term when you're talking about pitching in Colorado. But a plus 130, the Rockies have hit much better at home. They've got a decent record this season. A lot of that's at home. They're healthy. And I just like them being able to score some runs. Alec Wood's a good pitcher, obviously, 
better than Sensatella, but I think there's some value getting the Rocks at plus 130, so on them, on them in the money line. Second last game, sees the Twins travel to Oakland to play the Athletics. You have righty Chris Archer on the bump for the Twins. Zach Logie, the lefty for Oakland. Um, not a fan of either of these pitchers. You can get Minnesota minus 125 in the money line. You can get the home Athletics at plus 105. Total here is 7.5. Now that with these two pitchers on the mound is a very low total, but I think you that I think that shows how brutal Oakland has been. I mean, their offense has just dried up, and Chris Archer is not a good pitcher. Um, well, at least in my books, he's not a good pitcher. He struggled this year. He's got a 1.478 WHIP. Uh, he's pitched 22 innings, 22 strikeouts, given up a ton of hits. Uh, just pulling up his numbers here: 22.1 innings, 21 hits. 11 earned runs, 12 walks, 22 strikeouts. As I said, getting a strikeout inning and he's given up six home runs and not, uh, hasn't really pitched unbelievably bad in any one game. Well, last game against Houston, he got rocked, but Houston's been hitting well, but he hasn't gone more than four innings uh, in any, any of his six outings. So I don't think he's long for this game. And I guess we get to the twins bullpen early and Zach Logie has struggled as well. So, I would, if anything, maybe lean to the over. As odd as that sounds, seven and a half runs. Uh, I'm just not really sure how they. I, I got to believe one of the two teams is going to get at the other team's pitcher and be able to put up a few runs. I don't think Archer shuts them down. I don't think he goes more than four, maybe, you know, even if he's pitching well, five innings at the most. Um, but the A's offense has been dreadful. So not really sure which way to go. That's why I'm staying away. Last game of the night sees Arizona in LA to play the Dodgers. And you have Mad Bum, lefty Madison Bumgarner on the mound for the Diamondbacks, and righty Tony Gonson on the mound for the Dodgers. You get the Diamondbacks. I got them at plus 198, and I'm actually on that number. I see it anywhere between plus 190, plus 195 right now. So I would take them anything plus 185 and above. Uh, the Dodgers at home minus 230. And the Dodgers have been struggling lately. Are they going to continue? No, they're still arguably the best team in baseball, hitting and pitching-wise. Um, Bum has pitched well this year. Not a huge supporter ever, a supporter of him. I don't think he's found the fountain of youth or anything, but he's pitched well, pitched well on the road and a plus 190. Gonsolin probably won't be long for the game. They have a good bullpen behind him, but he's going to go four or five innings. And the Diamondbacks have won a fair bit lately. So uh, I think they can score a few runs and I think they can keep this game close. Now, it, to me, this game comes down to Madden. I think Gonsolin pitches a decent game. If Baumgartner can hold the Dodgers in check through four or five innings. Then it becomes a bit more of a, a, not a coin flip, but an opportunity for the Diamondbacks to pull out the win. It's just the value in the number. Plus 190 and above. Like I said, I get it at plus 198. Um, you know, it, it, straight up the Dodgers is a better team. Straight up Gonson's a better pitcher. Straight up the orders, Dodgers order is much better. But a plus 190 and above, I just think there's value there in Arizona. Arizona's going to win the odd time against the Dodgers, and why not let it be tonight? So, as a quick recap of the 12 games in the uh, MLB, uh, I'm on a few. Uh, as I said, I think, I'm on, I think I give up. I'm on Miami. On the run line, I got it at a plus 118. Uh, I'm looking at Baltimore and New York under eight. I'm on the Jays run line at plus 123. I'm on the Houston money line at plus 114. Angels run line at plus 115. I like the Colorado money line at home against the Giants plus 133, and I like the Diamondbacks at the huge plus 198 number against the Dodgers. So hopefully you found some interesting plays there and something that works for you. Uh, now, before I sign off, though, I do want to remind, remind you of a couple partners we have here at 
sports ethos. One is Manscaped. You can go to manscaped.com. Use the code HOOPBALL20. That's two zero for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag if you're looking for a new sports book. Use the code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. So hopefully you enjoyed the show. As I said earlier, please go to your podcast provider, provider, rate and review, and follow me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed three four. Enjoy the night. The NBA and the NHL are taking a break, but enjoy the night on the field, and hopefully you can find some fun games to watch and wager on. <laughs>